Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's happened. Oh, it happened. All right. I will be stretching out for the next spot. You know what? No one wants it. And if gives you a hard time for not doing it, I'm going to have to that. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? It's Chris Sims unbuttoned. It's the draft recap show. Ahmed Farid is here hosting the show as usual, holding down the fort. I'm still listening to the thinking about the opening. I can't try to kiss my butt today. No. My back and hip hurt today. I'm going to oh. rehab after this. So it is bothering me, but I am going to give it a all I got. We got this couch here. Yeah. Wednesday, I'll throw my feet over the top and I'll give it the best shot I can get. Okay? So here's the thing. Right. People are going to think it's an excuse why you can't do it, but I know you. You're you back know me. I'll never, yeah. hurt. Right. Often, and I've never actually. been an excuse of getting out of it like this. Number two. Right. I don't even think we should do it. Oh, damn. That's an, it's an image that will haunt you for the rest <laughs> of right. your life. It'll become a meme or a gif or something. You're <laughs> right. right. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can think of can an I alternative. Just have, like, I wish I, like, somebody tweeted at us during the draft with Mr. Potato Head taking his lips out and then putting oh, him on his yeah. butt because his butt. I wish I had lips I could just take out to kiss my butt there. There are going to be a certain segment of people who say you have to do it. All right. I'm going to try. But I, I'm gonna, no, but I'm going to tell those people that's weird. You know, wanting another man to kiss, <laughs> kiss his, his own rear butt. end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pete goes, what if he's one of those people, <laughs> yes, though? That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I said it. I got I to gotta deliver. All right. And I know I, I, owe, know. I owe our $500 to our... A uh, listener who got the first five picks yep. wrong. Mr. Riley, Mr. Riley out yep. there, the homie. Let me just get into the week here. Okay. It was a busy weekend, had a lot going on. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a very exciting draft, that's for sure. And uh, cool to recap it today. Yeah, we're going to go through the teams that you think had the best draft. So, Tier 1. Tier 1. Tier 2. Yes. And then we'll sprinkle in some homie questions on the other teams throughout the draft. Yeah, But cool. you have a lot of teams that you think did pretty well. I do. And made themselves better in this draft. Definitely, definitely. You know, I, I think... Um you know, like there, you'll see some teams here that I got in tier two where I go, I don't necessarily me personally love these players, but for yeah. way this team plays and how they build their team, it's a great fit. And I don't hate against that. See, I'm not yeah. going to be one where like, oh, well, I had him evaluated as the 37th pick and he went at the 47th pick, so it was a great value. Like sometimes right. it's just like, hey, did you get a guy that fit what you need to do? Was it a need on your football team? Okay, I'm not going to overanalyze, go, oh, they picked him seven spots too early or or, you know, they could have got better value if they traded down. No, I'm not into that. So we got some of that coming yeah. on. Uh, yeah, and it should be good. It was a crazy draft. 
like we thought it was going to be. Yes. And it continued, you know, throughout Friday and Saturday as well. Well, first, uh, Pete sarcastically says in our ear, oh, everyone won the draft, which actually is true. Yeah. Everyone exited everyone the draft improved the team. with better players exactly. than they had going in <laughs> exactly. because even if they're not that great, Eat there's that. still something different. Right. Um, right. And number two. That was so much fun on Thursday. It really at your was. Place. It was. Thanks it was for having great. us out Come there. Come on. Yeah. There were certain points that I didn't know that we would be able to continue. Yeah. I felt like, you know, like the drinks were flowing in there. It was a, you got a little bar. nervous. You were a little nervous for me at first. I know you were. <laughs> I took a little puff of my stuff outside. <laughs> I had a drink, and I could tell, like, some of my NBC, Ahmed included, were like, is he going to be able to pull this off? Can he yeah. really yeah. sit here and analyze this after he just smoked a little and he's sipping his, his vodka on the rocks there? Yeah, it was Close. Hey, it was close. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely sw- had a few moments where I was like, I think I slurred a few words there on pick six or seven. I was yeah. like, I better slow down. I started sweating through my hoodie, which I, at that point I knew. I was like, maybe it's this bright light. I don't know, but it's a right. combination of things. But I had a whole lot of fun with that, and it was cool to react to. And I think the homies liked it, too. And so we're going to have so. to figure out points that we can do that do again that more it's like live reaction just yeah, in the just moment natural being to fans see what it is. watch the sport it's, it was great i really i really did enjoy it and for four hours doing that it flew by because we were having fun all right let's go with some big picture thoughts yeah. first on the draft quarterbacks taken we had 14 quarterbacks taken yeah a record 11 in the first 150 picks Maybe that was the Brock Purdy effect, Pete notes here in our rundown. I don't think that's totally wrong. I mean, you heard that being brought up a lot during, like, even Saturday and even Friday. Everybody's trying to find their Brock Purdy. Yeah. Which, okay, I get it. Yeah, everybody wants to find that quarterback, the hidden gem, whatever. Got to also find the Kyle Shanahan. Well, exactly, that's exactly it. That's where I keep laughing and go, all right, so can we find one of those guys and put them on the for- a team like the 49ers and have an offensive genius like Shanahan? You know, that, that's part of that story, too. But, yeah, that's the new thing or the new fact a little bit also within this too you know as we talked about and and here's where the draft community was correct before this whole thing I mean during the season I kept telling people kept telling me hey there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft there's a lot of guys to like right I don't think the top end guys were maybe as top end-ish as I thought they were going to be but they were still real good and then the middle class was uh, it was a very robust draft in, in that department and I think that's where you saw you just got we had some you know bigger prototype pocket passing quarterbacks you had a few that were hey this guy's an athlete and he needs some work and throwing the football here's another guy that's you know played a lot of football uh you know and there's some things we need to improve about his game so it kind of had a little bit of everything there and I think that's why you know you you saw 14 go off the board I don't know if it was the Brock Purdy thing is a real thing sure but I don't think that alone is what allowed or or lent to to all these guys being drafted a couple really surprised me yeah uh, Levis falling surprised me a bit. Of course, right. Uh, C.J. Stroud, yeah. Tootie Houston surprised me just because yeah. we hadn't heard the chatter yeah. on that. Uh, but Stetson Bennett, fourth uh-huh. round to the Rams. Right. That one stuck out to yeah, me. Yeah, it stuck, sticks, sticks out to me too. I wasn't shocked. Like knowing the NFL community, right? And even a guy like Sean McVay. Yeah. You know, Shanahan's the same way here in that way. You know, John Gruden, who I grew up under, has like that – Hey, I can get a backup or third stringer, a guy who's played a lot of football, got some football pedigree, right? Right. He doesn't need a ton of reps for me to get him better. He's played a lot already. That's what Stetson Bennett is. So I think that's why people like them. Yeah, he's not my cup of tea, you know, but you know, there's no denying that, yes, battle-tested, 
played in a lot of big-time football games, right, was playing in a pro-style offense under Todd Munkin, the now G, uh, offensive coordinator for the Ravens. So there's that there to where coaches look at that and go, okay, wait, I don't have to go like baby steps with this kid. I don't have to go, yeah. hey, can we work on the quarterback center exchange? Can we get in the huddle? Right? Yeah. That's already done with Stetson Bennett, let alone some other things to go along with it, too. So, yeah, that was a little high for me as well. But I think the 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 reps and the – yes, I'm, the word I'm missing. I just think the reps and, and the, the – experience. The, the experience. That's football. the word I was looking for is why he got drafted in the fourth. I think I saw one tweet out there that said it's really cool that the – Rams have a veteran quarterback to mentor Matt Stafford. Now. <laughs> that's funny. That's, uh, that's how well, you think about McVay, too. We had John Wolford, right? Yeah. Who's a similar kind of guy, right? It's, you know, a scrappy, smaller-type quarterback who knows how to play and has a good feel for the game. But there's going to be some things about his physical ability. We're going to go, ah, I wish he was better at that or he could do that. But whatever. He's the backup quarterback. You've got to think in the realm, and you've said this before, like four or five games. Just hey, we just we need a guy to go by four or five games. After that, those flaws are going to be teams are going to catch on to the flaws, and we're yeah. not going to look as good. Yeah. But that's what a backup quarterback is for the most part. Forty-three trades made. It was a draft record. Oh, I have a theory on that. Oh, I like to hear it. You know, GMs are younger. Yeah, and they, you know, I think some teams have younger GMs. Sure, they've all grown up in the generation of fantasy football. Yeah, they're know, not afraid. A little more experience on on wheeling and dealing them. I think a little so. Bit more. I think there's that to, that. They're no more, you know, the rookie salary cap, I think, helps trades in the first round. Because yeah. now everyone's like, wait, I don't want to go up to number three and pick a guy that, yeah, I like his talent, but I got to pay him $80 million before you ever see him on the field. Yeah. Right? So that makes more, more GMs bold to make these moves the last six or seven years. You know, I, I think you're right. There's a little bit more of a... You know, I, I don't know. You get more of the, the blue ribbon credit right now for teams that go all in. So yeah. GMs are all into that. Or and accumulating picks. Accumulating I think both. picks. You become too. a hero doing exactly. this. Exactly. Exactly right. And I think with this draft between the quarterbacks, you know, we talked about this leading up. We thought this might be a crazy draft. Yeah. All you gotta do is look at they invited eighteen people to the draft and four of them didn't get drafted. That just tells you how clueless the NFL was about what was gonna happen in the first round. Mm. Right? So I think there's that. There was the, like we talked about, the elite players, the elite players that had injury concerns, off-the-field concerns, right? You know, certain team needs. Everything played into this a little bit over, overall. I think the biggest reason that played into it, though, and we saw so many trades, was it wasn't an overly talented draft. So people had earmarked, like, wait, there's only these five linebackers to get. So we got to get them while they're hot, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to round three, and they're like, wait, three or four of them are gone. We're down to the last one. The teams weren't going to – they just knew there was a big drop. And I think right. you had a lot of instances of that throughout different positions. Got a question from SB Family Ohio. What up? Can we get a segment for the teams that drafted the most guys from Chris Sims's top five list? Mm. My Bucks took Cansey, his number two defensive tackle. That's right. And Cody Mock. Right. Cody Mark, <laughs> his number five interior O lineman. Uh, Tampa also signed Sean Tucker as an undrafted free agent. That was a surprise to me that he Tucker's went got undrafted. medicals everywhere. He's got medicals everywhere. So that was he had, wasn't able to work out for anybody. They and, need to fax us the medicals. I know. Moving forward. Well, I know it's usually, and what's, what's the worst part about it is usually it's like I feel like they come out right as we're getting done with our rankings and yeah. all that, and I'm like, oh gosh, Sean Tucker's got medicals. Oh gosh. Oh, but God. what you do is different anyway. You're just I evaluating don't care. I'm just tape. Going on film. You're just going on tape. That's right. I'm going on tape, and, and a healthy Sean Tucker is still a is top 
five running back ex- in your eyes. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. And he could be a starter for for a team like uh, in Tampa Bay here in a few years, or even this year. But yeah, I liked what they did. You know, of course, I love Kalijah Kansi, and then Cody Mock. I mean, he's one of the best interior linemen in the draft. And then, you know, you you com- you his no teeth in the front of his mouth, coupled with Ryan Jensen, the center, who also has no teeth in oh, the front of the right. mouth. They're like going to look like best buddies. Wait, didn't Vita Vea lose a tooth in I a game? I think he did. So they, they have big people with teeth problem down there in Tampa right now, <laughs> which is very funny. Every team has their thing, <laughs> Everybody right? has their, like, they're Buccaneers, and then they never have a full set. <laughs> that's right? right. Yo, ho, yo, ho. You know, when that tooth gets a little sore, they just put that freaking sword in there, and they pop that they shit take out. They it out. I don't need it yeah, anymore. Yeah, right. Or what's the hook? The hook. They put the hook in there, and they hook yeah, that Captain out. Captain Hook goes up right. and just start pulling people's teeth yeah. out. Uh, arr, who knew? Mighty, who who knew? needs a tooth? Uh, your number five linebacker, Ivan Pace Jr., the bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, was a top five guy, was not drafted, did sign with the Vikings, right. though. I, I was kind of shocked that nobody took him towards the end of the but draft. But you can see why point. with him more. It's like his size and shape is yes. atypical. I know. It, out of it, Cincinnati, right? It is, out of Cincinnati. But see, where I want to argue it a little bit, there is, you know, um, like Tio Toto, to, to, Toto Toto, who's not much yeah. bigger, yeah, and he goes off in the mid rounds. Why? Why? You know, I want to be like, why? Because he was at Alabama, and we yeah. just trust it, and that's why. You know, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I do like my Avin Pace Jr. I really do. Those were your only two players in your top five that did not get drafted. Right. The most players taken from Sims top five list: my Detroit Lions. Aha! We're building five. something, Ahmed. I mean, that's what I. I when we're they building took, something. So when they took Gibbs and Campbell, and we'll get into that, I yeah. think uh, a little early, perhaps. But I was like, okay, that's Sims's number two running back. It's the community's number two running back and a top linebacker. He was number three for you, but they he also was in took tier one for me. Tier Gibbs, one. That's right. Right with Bijan. Yep. You know, they're only difference between those two guys is one guy's 15 pounds heavier yeah they're the same guy and i think gibbs is more explosive i i would agree i gibbs has more of an ability to go 70 yards to the house for sure so yeah that, that was that was cool to see and yeah we'll discuss the lines a little bit more as we go along yeah. here but yeah they certainly took some sims favorites right there yes and so did the next team in the eagles yeah they also had uh, the lions had your number two tight end sam laporta out yeah. of iowa right. brian branch your number three safety out of alabama and then hendon hooker mm. uh, out of tennessee so we'll get into that but we are going to start with the eagles who had four sims guys they had your number one guy in the draft jalen carter edge gone uh your number or uh, Defensive tackle, yeah. uh, gone. Number one player, period. Number one player, gone. Yeah. Uh, edge number three was Nolan Smith. They took him. Sidney Brown, your number two safety out of Illinois. They took him. And Keely Ringo got good value on him, your number five corner. That I see a lot of places out there like, ooh, that's a sneaky good pick for yeah. the Eagles. He was your number five corner. And so let's get into it. Tier one, and I will give it away. Yes, still. You only have one team in tier one of good drafts yes. in the 2023 season. Well, it's like there's a lot of teams that had good drafts, but we got to make one the king of the draft. And, like, the, the Eagles won the draft, in my opinion. So I'm going to put them in their own tier. I am. You know, I, I know it's not a for sure thing, and we got to see how it all works here and all of that. But, you know, like you said, number one player in the draft. Nolan Smith, definitely a top 15 player in the draft for me. On the big board, whatever, you know, really out of the pass rushers, maybe the most second naturally gifted pass rusher behind Tyree Wilson, right? So, I, I mean, to get him at pick 30, that, that's insane. There was only one guy in the draft that had Von Miller-esque type pass rush moves off the edge. That was him. Then Tyler Steen, the, the guard-tackle combo from Alabama. I think ultimately he's going to be a guard in the NFL. 
But if there was like one spot on their team you looked at to go, ooh, maybe they could just use somebody there in case an injury or help depth or whatever else, right? So they got that. Then they get my favorite strong safety nickel type and Sidney Brown. And that's when I decided to tweet out to the public, like, the Eagles, stop. This is illegal. This yeah. is a legal team building. And people are like, he's just trying to make up for all the hate that he's thrown on the Eagles. I know. It's yeah, so funny with the Eagles fans. I get so many Eagles fans that are like, yeah, you love us, man. You give us respect. And then it's the, get the exact opposite just because of the Jalen Hurts thing. Yeah. I'm going to go, wait, did you ever hear anything else I say about the team? <laughs> I only talk negatively about Jalen Hurts. And it's really, I'm just trying to give a little food for a thought. But then, like you said, too, to get Kaylee Ringo, I mean, one of the bigger corners in the draft who ran four three nine. You know, to get him at the start of the fourth round. I mean, just holy fucking shit, Philadelphia. That's yeah. all I could say. I, I think it was pretty certain that they had the best roster last year yes. in football, and they have just added perhaps the best draft class to that best roster. I so. just saw something on TV that said the Forty ers are the favorite in the NFC. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And I was we'll like, what? Pin that thought. Okay, pin I'll that pin that thought because we got to zip give- it up. We got to give Elliot Wilkinson his due. He said it was the Eagles' best draft. Yes, he goes. It's the obvious answer, and I understand that there are some off the field stuff with a few of them. But to add those kind of players to already the best roster I've seen since I've been watching, and he's been watching since 2014, is a joke. Just put the Eagles in the Super Bowl because it's over. He mentioned the character issue. Yeah, obviously Jalen Carter. We all know what happened off the field with him. Um, but you made a point in talking to Dan Patrick today, yeah. and I heard that, and you may have made it with Mike Florio earlier, that Jalen Carter perhaps went to the perfect spot for I, that. You know, like we talked about how, like, the Seahawks at six or five, right? We were like, that would be a good spot for them. They know how to deal with Handle personalities, personalities and those yes. kind of guys, right? But, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't say this team because this team really is set up the best. You know, one, yeah, your buddies are there. Right. You got Jordan Davis, who you went to school with, and he's already been in Philly. He could show you the ropes. The quarterback of the, the Bulldogs defense, N'Kobe Dean, is going to be the new starting middle linebacker there, you know, in his second year. So, okay, wait, here's another great leader of the Georgia defense here to help Jalen Carter steer him in the right direction. Let alone he's got two guys in the same class with him that are coming, and Kaylee, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Ringo and, mm-hmm. and Nolan Smith. So he's got that. And then you got a guy like Fletcher Cox on the inside who's an ex-SEC badass motherfucking D-tackle, right, who can show you the ropes. He's been to the Hall of Fame, show you how to work, how to prepare, do all that. So from that standpoint, it is the perfect, perfect setup for a guy like Jalen Carter. And he's not going to have the pressure of like, hey, you have to come in here and take over right away. Yeah. They're literally going to be like, you're third on the depth chart. He's yeah. like, what? I've never been third on any depth chart. They're like, well, you're third here. Yeah, you got to earn your way. Settle in. Uh, let me play devil's advocate okay. for a second. Okay. Because I think there is some chatter out there. Yeah. That other GMs are not real happy with all the praise that the Eagles are getting here. And so let me be devil's advocate yeah, and, please do. and speak like for it. them. Right. Because it wasn't like they didn't know about Jalen Carter and yeah. see the tape. It wasn't like they didn't know about Nolan Smith and see the tape and right. the good things. There were reasons they passed on him. They it like, couldn't risk it. Is that what it was, you think? I think they couldn't risk it. Or the they just Eagles think they were it. as good as we think they are. No, I think they do. I, I, you know me, Ahmed. It, I talk to a lot of people. Jalen Carter and, and Nolan Smith are in everybody's top 15. I didn't know anybody that didn't have Jalen Carter as the top player in the draft. Hmm. I didn't know anybody. They not one guy. It. Teams couldn't risk I think it just became a little problem. bit. Right. The potential problem in a draft like we talked about last Monday where there's not a lot of high-end players and some teams I think just went, we're going to go for the for sure high floor guaranteed type of thing, right? And that's between yeah the injuries and, and Jalen Carter off the field. So, yeah, but, you know, 
one, still to to pull it off. Yeah, they are able to pull it off because he's already put the team in a spot that it allows them to go. Whoa, wait, we don't have to take like a for sure type of thing. We can kind of take a a big cut here and try to you know hit a home run to right center and go five hundred yards, five hundred feet over the fence, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of how they looked at it. So you're right. I mean, again, we all got to see how it plays out. But these are more than just like these aren't like devastating injuries. Or, you know, and really, really, Jalen Carr's the only guy we're talking about here. Yeah. I think Nolan Smith was a little bit of size, size, injury, right? And then got caught in the shuffle of, like, it just wasn't the right year for the teams for him in the middle, you know, 15, 18, like, there were teams that would look at him and go, oh, he's our cup of tea. Yeah. So, I think there's a little bit of all that. So, I'm going to continue to praise Howie Roseman. But Sure. But I understand the uh, people pushing back a little Swinging bit. Swinging for the fences, but that also means you could strike out. Well, so yeah, maybe this will be right. a strikeout on a couple of players. Right. Pete notes, Giants fan Pete, I'm old enough to remember the last time the Eagles had a dream team. And so that is the Giants. Yeah, but that dream team didn't just come off the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. then like was already on a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. That's all right. Yeah, Vin- Vince Young ain't going to be here to save you. That, that Like I said on, on Twitter, I, I think on Friday, I wrote, this is they have the '90s Eagles defense right now, which my dad would tell you is the best defense he ever played against in his life. You know that late '80s, early '90s Eagles, or and they have the '92 Cowboys offense. Like it's kind of a good, kind of a yeah. good team. Just the '90s defense, the '92 Cowboys. Yeah. That's it. Just those two teams right yeah. there. Well, if that's the case, then they will be hands down the favorite to get to the Super Bowl once again. Bet MGM is here for that. And the Eagles are the favorite oh, right they are now, the but favorites. the 49ers are not far behind. Right. So I saw a flipped one of this on another sports book on well, TV. Check back tomorrow right. because who knows? <laughs> uh, Eagles are plus 300. 49ers are plus 350. So yeah. they are very close. Right. Cowboys, the third choice at plus 650. And then my Detroit Lions on now at plus 850. Uh, you're not like under that. the radar anymore there, Ahmed. Like you know, like you guys are all out there. Yep. I don't like that. The Lions, all. yeah, your own dream team dream team out there. Um well one I, I think one you know, the 49ers are awesome. We know that. I, I guess I would probably have the Eagles as a even a little bit more of a favorite than the 49ers at this point, but not by much. You know, and I mean, it just goes to show you the 49ers quarterback situation is so up in the air right now. Exactly. And I guess Vegas doesn't care. They don't even care. Well, yeah, because the 49ers have showed us that like quarterback doesn't matter. You know, they they they, they pretty much show they can win and, and do it a lot of different ways. But I think the biggest thing about this graphic here, what we got from BetMGM and the NFC odds is just that it, it clearly there's two teams and then there's a fall off. I mean, you know, they're, yeah. they're, their odds are twice as good as the Cowboys who's the third team on the list. And then yeah. even the Cowboys are significantly up on the line. That's where it's a crazy thing right now. You just, I said this today on Florio, the AFC is as good as we've ever seen it. It's as good as the 1970s. And, you know, and then you got in the NFC and you go, okay, Eagles, Niners, and, you know, okay, Cowboys, we know that, but who else is going to be there? We think your Lions are going to be there, but I gotta, I gotta, I'd like to see it. I think the Seahawks are going to be there, but I'd like to see a little bit more. Uh, so there's, there's, uh, you know, it's clearly a gap in the NFC. Maybe some teams will surprise us in tier two, but first we want to say the action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code Sims, your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. So say you bet a hundred dollars on Ahmed's Lions to win the NFC 
If you win, you get $850. But if you lose, you still get $100 worth of free bets. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. I think Lions fans understand. You just don't want to get your hopes up. Right? You'd rather go well, you in with low been, expectations. You've been burned for a lot of years. But I think this is the year. Here we go. Okay. I think it, this is the year where... I think where it is, too. You guys are legitimately real. Okay. And you have real culture and things going in a positive That's direction. That's too much now. That's right. too much. Now I'm getting uncomfortable <laughs> again. Uh, we'll get to the Lions because you thought they had a pretty good draft. I but did. in Tier 2, how many teams you got in Tier 2? One, two, three, Was four, five, five, maybe? Six, six? teams okay. in yeah. Tier 2. Yep. And uh, one of these teams is... Kind of similar to uh, maybe the Eagles' run-first offense. The Falcons might be the number one run-first offense in the NFL this year. And uh, you like what they did with the draft because Hook'em Horns, with their first pick, they took Bijan Robinson. I, I do. I love Atlanta's draft. And I'm, I'm going to explain why. One, I don't think there is one pick made in this draft that affects a team more right away than Bijan Robinson to Atlanta. Hmm. Right? He is going to du- directly affect win-loss records maybe more than anybody we've seen in the top 10, top 15, any, any, anything like that. They're a running football team. They have, other than the Eagles, maybe the best offensive line in football. It's certainly top five. All right? So now you get that running back. Whoa. I mean, yeah, they're going to be a force. And, and, of course, it's going to change their team and make them more dynamic and explosive. But then to get Matthew Bergeron, at the top of the second, who you know I love. He was our honorable mention tackle. He uh, really, I think they could play him at guard. I think he's. Gonna, I really think he's more like Skaronsky and that he's going to be a great guard in the NFL. But he can play tackle. Then we got a guy like Zach Harrison in the third round. Zach Harrison was another guy. My honorable mentions. He didn't get a lot of talk in the draft process because of how he was played at Ohio State. Edge, but edge, edge guy, State. right? Edge guy that had to do a lot of two gapping and stuff like that too. Right? Wasn't always allowed to just go rush the passer. Right? I looked at him and went, "Damn, this this remind me of Carlos Dunlap." So I look at that. What they got going on the defensive side of the ball already, you add a Zach Harrison, what that offensive line has. Now they got Matthew Bergeron and then that running back. And I like Clark Phillips the third, the cornerback from Utah, is a little bit of a nickel slot guy. Uh, I just thought their top four picks are really like they're game changers. And I think under the radar are going to change their football team right away in 2023. And it helps the quarterback exactly. because I don't think we're sold on Desmond Ritter being – a franchise guy. Right. Or certainly not the guy we say, like, oh, hey, the Atlanta's going to drop back 40 times a game and let Desmond Ritter pick you apart, right? This right. is this takes that pressure away. It does. And then I think, you know, they're going to get in some two tight end sets and, you know, play action pass and bootlegs and all that. And that run game and how elite they're going to be at that is going to allow him to throw bootlegs and play action to Drake London and Kyle Pitts and everybody off of that. That's just going to make them a handful. So Pete raises an interesting question here. You did see some teams do this where they go, oh, this team's got needs. And wait, hold on. They got needs, but this is the part of the team that's actually pretty good. They had a good run game last year, third in rush yards, fourth in yards per carry. And so... What do you think about the Falcons, like, beefing that up even more? I, we talked about this two weeks ago. I talked about this with Florio a little bit of, like, don't be afraid to make your elite part of your team more elite. You know, there, there's something to that. You know, there, there really is. And they're, they're doubling down on they made a lot of adjustments and, and great signings on defense and free agency. So they improved that part of their roster. And then, yeah, I think they looked at it and went, wait, we're like this close to being like, yeah, we're going to run the ball, and yeah, what are you going to do about it? 
like the Titans were, you know, or like Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were with Ezekiel Elliott that first year. Remember? I mean, it was like everybody was ready to go, oh, my gosh, the Cowboys are going to fall off earth. And I remember at the time I was going, oh, they're going to run the ball and Dak Prescott's going to manage the game. And they became unstoppable. So they're kind of going that way, too. They're going, hey, yeah, you know we're going to run it, but good luck stopping it. And that's the way they want to play. And then you're going to get so desperate stopping the run, they're going to go, oh, oh, you're all up here at the line of scrimmage. Oh, sorry, Kyle Pitts is behind you. 60-yard touchdown. Bye-bye. Right? So, you know, I have no problem with that. I think sometimes teams drop the ball by trying to spread the wealth too much. And then I look at their team and go, you don't have one unit on your team that's elite or really good. Right? I'm more in favor of this and going, no, 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 no. we're going to be so great at this that it's going to make you change the way you have to play us. And even that weaker part of our team is now going to be an advantage because this part is so strong that, hey, our defense, we might not be as good, but we're going to be off the field more. You know, we're going to be chewing up clock because we're going to we're going to be fresh and we're going to play a style that will help the defense out anyways. Yeah. I, I kind of like the move. I really yeah, do. It's like one of those situations where it's like, oh, OK, you have a team that's weak defensively in the defensive secondary. Did you really then, need a running back with Detroit? No. Right. Well, maybe. Well, I mean, to a degree. On but it wasn't like a desperate, Swift. but you just that was one of your strengths, your team. But it's said, like the, I guess yeah. the, the danger, like you're saying, yeah. is you have a weakness on your team. You draft a guy and you're still weak there. It's like it didn't really significantly raise the level of play of that unit. Um, no, I, I hear you. And I think, and so what, they're, point, I think what they're telling you is they felt like, hey, we re-signed Lorenzo Carter. We signed Bud Dupree in free agency. We got Calais Campbell, David Onyemata, right? We traded for Jeff Akuda, right? Um, I think I'm missing somebody else there. But either way, they made those moves going, no, our defense is fine. We feel good about our defense, yeah. and that, that allowed them to free them up to address offense with those first two picks. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat. Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Falcons had a good draft, making their strength stronger. The Packers had a good draft in your eyes. Yes, they did. And what is Aaron Rodgers feeling right now? Because three Mm -hmm. of the top four picks 
are offensive weapons. A couple tight ends, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State, yeah. Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State. Uh, we're taken in the second and third rounds, but their number one overall pick, Edge Lucas Van Ass from Iowa with his three girlfriends there sitting on the couch. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> I did. picture out there. Two of them were his sister, right, so it wasn't right. quite true. Um, <laughs> the, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, sorry to keep that rumor going, but I cleaned it up. <laughs> I uh, set the record straight. Uh, the Packers, you like their draft. I did like their draft. I did. I, you know, first off, I like, I'm a Lucas Van Ness fan. I am. You know, defense and defensive tackle. He can play really just about anything on the defensive line other than no tackle. So that's the great thing about him. So, yeah, I love that. And we've talked about, you know, them in years past, why they can't beat the 49ers. If they want to beat a team like the Eagles, they got to get bigger and stouter up front, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The two tight ends they got, there was a desperate need for them, and they got two guys that are freaky. I mean, Musgrave's an incredible athlete at 6'6". So is Tucker Kraft. So they got two guys there that can, all right, you're worried about Dobbs and, and Christian Watson on the outside, and now you got those two being able to work downfield, let alone, like we always talk about, the two tight end sets and have to worry about the power running game. Jaden Reed, you know, he's another guy we brought up during the honorable mention part mm-hmm. of our wide receiver. He's one of those slot receivers that I look at like, yeah, don't be shocked in two years or now. We're like, hey, look, Jaden Reed's got 89 catches here in week 17 and 1,000 yards, right? I mean, he's got some Amon Ra St. Brown to him, right, if, that, if you want a comparison a little bit there. So I love that. Colby Wooden in the fourth round is almost a lot like a Van Ness. Outside linebacker, D-tackle, D-N can play a little bit of everything that way. And then they got my man Carl Brooks in the sixth round, mm. my 300-pound outside linebacker. Edge, yeah, edge right? outside linebacker out of yeah, Bowling Green. Right. So I, he's like, he's, you know, again, I love his skill level. He needs some work on his anchor as far as playing D-tackle like we talked about. But, yeah, all in all, I was uh, a very big fan of what the Packers did in the draft. Bodelicious D says, thanks for acknowledging what Florio never would. The Packers, at least to this point. Had a good draft. They did. They really did. Uh, I, I I was impressed with their draft, and I think, you know, one, yeah, got some guys that I think on the defensive side were needed and fit their culture, and then the tight end position. Look, their offense, their old line's pretty good. Like they got a lot of things there, but those guys that could work the middle of the field, the Randall Cobb, the Alan Lazard, right? Yeah. The uh, you know the the damn tight end they lost to Chicago in free agency. Tunyon, right, Robert Tunyon. Now they have replacements for that, and uh, I do I like those moves. Now, for the record, Florio did say last week he likes the Packers' odds of making the Super Bowl more than the Jets. I, I, I did. He did say that, which I think he's a little crazy. That is that, a little but, crazy. Yeah, but um, okay. But I guess if you like the odds, though, that means you might like the value more. Well, I think right? that's what it is more than coming I think out he's of the NFC. The AFC is yeah. exactly. I think he's like the AFC is crazy that's deep, true. and the NFC again. I think we're all looking at it going. There's two teams, and then. Who's going to be that next tier of teams that come up and challenge them? I can get on board with that. Yeah. Can you get on board with this? Maddie Carver saying about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Addressed all top needs. Did so with great value at the picks taken. Omar Khan has arrived. You yourself said if anyone was going to be Gronk from this class, it's Darnell Washington. Elusive Pat F. with the sixth O-line. Najee and Pickett are happy men. So beefing up the offensive line. That's right. Adding some weapons in Washington. Did you like this draft for the Steelers as much as Matty Carver? I did. I did, Matty Carver. I'm with you right there. And, again, this is where, like, hey, you know Joey Porter's not my favorite corner in this draft. But I'm not going to be mad at the, them taking him, a physical, 
you know, tough culture setting DB in Pittsburgh, which they like, I, I can get behind that. So that's where I, I don't want people to think I'm so obtuse or closed minded and I'll go, yeah, he's not one of my favorite corners, but they'll have a plan for him. He fits the attitude of their football team. I love Broderick Jones. Like we talked about on the draft on the night of the draft, they need offensive line help, but it's been three years we've been working together and we've talked about their own line, not being good enough in all three years. You know, Keanu Benton, one of our honorable mention D linemen, you know, in that process out of Wisconsin to get him in the second round. You know, I thought that was amazing as well. I couldn't believe he was still on the board. I Keanu couldn't believe Benton. the Patriots took Keon White over Keanu Benton. Yeah. You know, second round. Second round. Did I say second? It was you the said, third pick, second round. Yeah. Um, I think you said sixth round. Oh, did I? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. But either way, oh, really I, I'm a big, yeah. I, and Keanu Benton. And here's one of the reasons I like what they did. And I saw one of his picks. He goes, he's, I talked to Mike Tomlin. He said, Mike Tomlin wants goons here in Chicago. <laughs> I, you know me. I like goons, too. Yeah. And that's what they did. Okay, Broderick Jones, big goon left tackle, going to mess you up. Joey Porter Jr., come over the middle. Goon, going to mess you up. Keanu Benton, try to run over by me. Not moving me. Goon, mess you up. Then you add on. Gronk, Darnell Washington, yeah. oh, double-teaming with Broderick Jones. We're going to mess you up on the end of the line of scrimmage. You know? And then Nick Herbig, a good little player there to add to the mix as far as you know, linebacker edge guy there. So, yes, you know, I like the players, and even though I don't like Joey Porter Jr. as much as everybody else, I understand them liking him, and he fits for them, and that's where I'm going to give them a lot of love. This could be a, a much-improved team yes, over can. what they were last that's year right. because they made some moves in the offseason, beefing up the offensive line, right, Definitely. in the free agency. So, uh, yes, w- watch out for the, no, the Steelers. No, yeah, we know. Downward. You know they're going to compete. We know the, you know the Steelers, they got some weapons at receiver. The quarterback is going in the right direction. You know, yeah, their their problem is like what we talk about with everybody. They're in the AFC North and the AFC in general, which is tough. Hawkstrologer is chiming in. Ah, oh, here he comes, Hawkstrologer. Uh, who do you think his favorite team of the the draft was? Uh, it was the Seahawks. <laughs> he goes, got the best corner in the draft, best to some wide receiver in the draft, fourth good edge rusher, and a solid power speed running back too. Best <laughs> wide receiver room and secondary in the league now. Also great value in the trenches in day three and a quality third down running back in the seventh. Also got a 24 third from the Broncos. So Hawk Strollager is loving everything they did. Yeah, Devin Witherspoon, first pick, man Illinois, crush. your man crush. And then you didn't have as big of a man crush on Jackson Smith and Jigba, but uh, they beefed up their wide receiver room with their second pick in the first round, that wide receiver out of Ohio State. Definitely. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at it again either. I mean, he was, you know, he was my number two receiver. Right. You know, not necessarily like, like we always talk about, my cup of tea is a true slot guy but if a true slot guy could go anywhere okay this is one of them i'd go yes this makes sense lock it on the outside metcalf on the outside now you get in jigba work in the middle it's perfect it's what we talking about when we broke him down right he needs that space he's great at running routes and reading the coverage that way he's not necessarily going to beat people outside on a consistent basis all day long so he's perfect and then you think about them now and you go, damn, those three receivers, Noah Fan at tight end, you know, Kenneth Walker at, at, at running back. They got two young tackles that are awesome. I, I, I loved all of that. So the first two picks killed it. Devin Witherspoon, are you like, come on, with Diggs and Jamal Adams and, and uh, you know, our, our Tyreek Woolen and Michael Jackson? 
I just go like, I mean, I don't know. It's a bunch of psychos. I like psychos. You know that. It's like Illinois. They're re- replicating it there. Right. Quandre Diggs, he doesn't even like me. He's got mad at me on Twitter for saying something about Jalen. I still got respect for him. He's a psycho in a good way, right? I don't know why he doesn't like me. He's mad. I said Jalen Ramsey got traded by a, for a third-round pick. Yeah, he went off on you pretty he hard. He did went off me. It was not called for You wrote back to him. Did he ever write back after that uh, or no? No. You know? No, yeah, of didn't. course not. Okay. No, it was a sensible conversation. Sensible people aren't capable of, or insensible people aren't capable of having sensible conversations. He blamed me because his brother didn't win the national championship when I was quarterback. All, all my one year of being a starter, I didn't. Yeah. It was all or nothing right there. Yeah. I'm just a little mad at him. He said on social media because he didn't win the national championship when my brother was there. All one year as a starter, I didn't yeah. do it. Damn, yeah. I've sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One shot. Right. One yeah. shot. Damn. Um, I know. Top five wasn't good enough. Pete set up the interview with Diggs. We yeah. Wanted, we want to. Get this, I would like this that to figure out what's going on. But to but to continue on the rest of the Seahawks, okay, sorry. you get Zach Charbonnet, right? Yeah, yeah. What'd you think of that? I mean, that was an area of strength. Yeah, I mean, but I think they could look at it and go, let's not kill Kenneth Walker, yeah. right? Let's like save him for a few years because he's special. And then this guy's got a little bit of that smash mouth. Oh, it's the fourth quarter, and now we got to man, we've been tackling Kenneth Walker, and now we got to tackle him too. He's great there. Anthony Bradford was one of the better interior guards in the draft. Out of LSU. Yeah, out of LSU. And the number, this first, second round pick, Derek Hall, right? Edge out of Auburn. I, you know, he was someone we brought up during our edge day. Like, again, he was one of those guys where I said, listen, I like the way he rushes the passer better than Will Anderson. There's more, to me, high-end potential in Derek Hall being a superstar pass rusher than Will Anderson. So, yeah, for the most part, as you could tell, I really love the uh, Seahawks draft. Seahawks are uh, they're not rebuilding. They were, what was the record last year? Yeah, in the playoffs, that's all that matters. That's right. Had yeah. Winning against the 49ers at halftime in, yeah. the, in the wild card game. How did that What they end up, 10 and not, 9 and 8 or 10 and 7? I can't remember. Uh, it's, it's, right, it's right there. Here, I got it for you. They were 9 and 8. And they beefed up with a lot of players. Now, oh, yeah. the next team we're talking about, I, I feel like, are going through a bit of a, a rebuild at this point. The Tennessee Titans yep. didn't have a whole lot of draft picks. But uh, the first two they used on an offensive lineman, Peter Skaronsky, in some people's eyes, out of Northwestern, the yeah. top offensive lineman sure. in the draft. Sure, And then, in the second round, Will Levis Man. out of Kentucky. Let's start there. Yeah. I mean, got their quarterback of their future. Do right? they, though? I think they do, or at least they view it. Well, yeah. I think that's how they look at it. We'll see. I think this is, again, another one of those where we just talked about Jalen Carter and perfect fit. I go, man, this is a perfect spot for Will Levis. He's not going to play. He's not going to beat out Ryan Tannehill. And the things we talked about him being inconsistent and getting better with, he's going to have a full year of working on it and letting, getting to watch Ryan Tannehill do it. Yeah. So Tannehill will not teach him, though. He's made that clear. <laughs> well, it's not he's his not job. He's not a mentor. You know, it's not like he's not going to teach you, but it's not his, he's not going to be like, hey, Will, come in here. Let me hold your hand, and we'll go over the plays and watch film together. Right? No, that's, not gonna, that's, that's all he was saying. Yeah. If Will has a question, he's going to help him. He's, he's going to be there for him. Just – you know, same thing with like what Malik said. It was it's it was overblown that he said that. He was just trying to make sure that everybody knew it wasn't his job to develop the guy. He's got to worry about this thing called being a starting quarterback. He's got to worry about. So, Skaronsky, we know they want to run the football. Their O line slowly dissipating over the last two years, whether it's free agency, age, whatever. So they needed help here. Skaronsky is the most for sure offensive lineman in the draft. They would tackle guard. You know, I think he's could be a great guard. You get Will Levis, who, like I said, could be a lot like Ryan Tannehill, except he's got a bigger arm, right? But it'll still allow them to play the same style of football. 
Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane, really damn good. Definitely a guy I thought about putting in my top five, right? He mm. just missed out. And then they got one of my favorite tight ends in Weil uh, in, the, in the fifth round. Yeah, Josh Weil out of Cincinnati. Exactly. So I, I just, you know, I thought all in all it was a good draft for now, the future. Uh, but I really like those top four players right there. So where does that put them in the division? Because not the toughest division, AFC South. Jacksonville should be the favorite. Definitely and the I favorite. Declared th- I declared this, remember, right at the end of the season. I go, I think Jacksonville is going to be one of the top favorites to win a division this year. And that might be the case. Yeah, I think you're right. Tennessee was 7-10 and 10 last year. I feel like they still could take a step back from that. Well, I don't know. I, I do, too. You know, I, I'm never going to put anything out of them. I do think their defense is still going to be a force here. I do. Um the way they play, Vrabel, I, I think they'll – you know, again, I don't look at them. I think Jacksonville, to your point, is clearly the best team in the division. Would it – do I think Tennessee can win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But do I think Tennessee could get to a wild card game? Yes, I do. Mm. You know, again, I think when you, when you couple, hey, Harold Landry will be back. Of course, they got Jeffrey Simmons on the inside. You know, they got a Zizel Shayer at tight end. I think they got – some, you know, Christian Folden and, and Caleb McCary are both young corners who are very good out in the edge. So I still think they're going to be a pain in the ass, I guess is what I'm saying in the AFC. But, yeah, I don't think they're a real Super Bowl contender. The Jaguars are minus 160 to win the AFC South. That is the same odds of the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West. Wow. Minus 160. Wow. So. I think those could even grow for Jacksonville. We will see. Well, the AFC West is tough. You know who's uh, favored to win the NFC North? Oh, well, I have a feeling uh, since you're uh, a fan of that team, (laughs) that's probably why you're bringing it up. Me and Notishi, who writes in to you. I loved the Lions draft. It It looked odd early on, but they got four immediate starters. They went against the grain, filled key spots on the roster. Hendon Hooker was just icing on the cake, the quarterback out of Tennessee. It tells you that they... Uh, think that they are close to having a team that could go far. And I think that is exactly the case uh, for the Lions and spending some money in free agency. We saw that graphic on teams that spend a lot of money in free agency often make that jump into the playoffs. I think it's because these teams know they're on the cusp. That's right. And I think the Lions know that, too. And so fair. I'm ready to gush. I was a little nervous with Jameer Gibbs, a running back out of Alabama, not because of the player, but yeah. because maybe he went yeah. a little high. Yeah, right. I was more nervous when they took – Jack Campbell, the linebacker out of Iowa sure. at 18. So right. I was a little unsettled, but yeah. saying nothing bad against those players because I think those guys will help the Lions significantly. I, definitely. That's where, you know, again, I understand we all want the best value in the draft, and we don't want to draft any guy except for the pick right before we th- he's going to come off the board. That's the best value because yeah. we know that team's going to pick him. So if you got him the pick before, you got the best value. Like, we all get a little obsessed with that shit. We all do. Listen, did they overdraft Jameer Gibbs? Okay, sure. But, like, so? They didn't want to risk it. They didn't want to risk falling down to what? I don't know. We're we're here. We could take take, um, a Jameer Gibbs at 12, or do we want to trade down? And now we're down at you know, the mid-20s or low-20s, and now somebody else takes them that we didn't think. I mean, they didn't want to risk that. They had their eye on a guy that they knew at a position they needed that could change their football team. There were two running backs in this draft. Exactly. Robinson was already off the board, and it was Gibbs that was left. It was in that same tier. Right. I'm not mad at them for taking Jameer Gibbs 10 spots too early. Right. I mean, that's sort of like, again, they were being viewed on that, where I want to go, if they took him at, you know, 22 that night, we would all be like, what a pick. 
Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah. Jack Cohn? Yeah. I mean, Jack Cohn, excuse me. Jack Campbell? Yeah. That's too high for me, too. Right. I get it. I mean, he's a second rounder to me, a top of the second round. But, again, I think they looked at it and go, all right, so what? We trade down to the late first, early second? And what? Then we don't get the guy we really wanted? See, I think they're a team that a little bit plays on the, wait, here's our need, and then they have a very small list of the guys they want that they feel like fit their mold and their, we bite kneecaps and they'll play and do whatever I want. So they, they had their eyes on these guys, and they put a premium on that. So I have no problem with that when you break it down like that. Wait, we need a starting middle linebacker. Our favorite one was Jack Campbell. So who the fuck cares if they took him 20 spots too early? If he's your favorite one and you know he's going to start and, can, and you feel that confident that he's the guy out of everybody else, I, I, I don't get mad at that. I don't know. And same thing with the Jameer Gibbs conversation. And then you get into the rest of the draft. Okay, so they maybe overdrafted those two guys, right? Sam Laporta to start the second round? Yeah, tight end out of Iowa. There's a reason you heard about the Raiders and other teams talking about trading up at the end of the first round. They were all – Sam Laporta – and Michael Mayer, everybody was going, oh, shit, they're going to – the top-tier tight ends are going to be off the board. we got to get one of these guys, right? So they get him, right? Now, now we know why they traded TJ Hawkinson, right? And they were going, oh, that's a good tight end class. We'll get somebody, and we're pretty good there anyways. Then we know they need secondary help, and you get the free safety, maybe the best – one of the best nickels, pure nickels in the draft, and Brian Branch. And then the pick after that, you get the quarterback of the future? Like – Yes, I'm, I'm a big fan of what the Detroit Lions did. Yeah, what do you think of Hendon Hooker? Coming back from injury, knee injury, older prospect. Yeah. What is he, going to be 25? 26, maybe. I no, think. 26 already? I think he's getting close to 26. Oh maybe I'm is wrong. Is that true? I think Sam so. Darnold's 25. That's yeah, the craziest know. thing well, that keeps Lamar popping Jackson's up. Lamar like, Jackson's like, younger than him, I think. Or it's right Sam, around there. Wherever Sam Darnold had been drafted in this class. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about Hendon Hooker to the Lions? He's perfect fit, like, for you guys. I think that's that's like again pocket passing, you know. Oh, you want to run the ball? You want me to stand in the pocket and make aggressive throws down the field and people around me and and I'll be on point still. Damn, that's Hendon Hooker's game. I think it fits perfectly, right? So that's where I love it. Let alone, I think he's got the grit and toughness they like. That's why they liked him. It shows on film. He's fearless that way, and he's a high level thrower of the football. So. You know, again, it, it doesn't make me happy to say, but yeah, I think it, the writing's on the wall for Jared Goff. He's gonna have to do something extraordinary this year to keep his job there, I think. Um, and you know, I, I was never sold that Jared Goff is the future. You know that. Hendon Hooker turned 25 in January. Oh, okay, so it was just which turned means 25. he'll be 26 when he's starting his first playoff game for the Lions <laughs> coming up next year. So that puts a bow on tier two. Yeah, that's, that's your tier two. two good draft. Yep. I was hoping my Lions could maybe get there in tier one, but uh, close. But well, they're just like no was cigar. one team that stood out so much that I 100%. gave them their own tier. I get that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So let's go to Tier 3, Yeah, because other teams improved. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in Tier 3. So we have encompassed all 32 NFL. No, that's not true. Uh, let's start with the Bills because you like what the Bills did. And we'll start with uh, Laskizi that says uh, Eagles is the chalk answer for best draft. Right. But as a member of Bills Mafia, we got the best tight end of the draft and got a wildly projected first rounder, Osiris Torrance, in late second round. That is a win. So Dalton Kincaid is the tight end he's talking about out of Utah. Everyone seemed to like him. You loved him. Yep. A little bit of a back issue, yep. which is why he may have fallen. Exactly right. But the Bills got a weapon, something you've said they needed to do, and they got a guard and Torrance out of Florida to yeah. help protect Josh Allen. Definitely. I, I, you know, I think they're both instant contributors. That, that's the biggest thing. And they saw that run of receivers, and they went, oh, shit, weapons are coming off the board. This is the last weapon to have in the first round. And they went and got the tight end. Is he more than a tight end in a pass-catching sense, like slot situations? Oh, he's, like, elite top tier route runner he's mm. you know he again he's he's travis kelsey running routes yeah that's where he's special again there, i know team there's teams a top 10 pick that had him on before the medicals it was he's a top 10 player right he's definitely a top 15 player for me there's no doubt about that so yeah that's where he is really special that way so good job by them good job by them knowing that the Dallas Cowboys were probably going to take the tight end. And by all due accounts, listening to you know the Cowboys and some of their press conference, they were taking Dalton Kincaid, and they got passed up. I mean, you that look into the draft room. They didn't know what to do. They were scrambling. They were. They were I mean, we were sitting there going, they are literally having a conversation about who we should draft at 26 live on TV right here. They were like, there must have been two or three guys, and they were having a conversation about it right there. Which at that point, shouldn't you, when you're one pick away, shouldn't you have two guys? Just in case. Well, it, just in case. I You're think like, what we got happens two guys. sometimes is you start to go, they probably did have two guys. And they probably, you know, at times, again, this is where this draft was crazy, is they probably went, wait, we got five guys here. We'll be fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a run happens or something happens. And all of a sudden they go, holy shit, the draft changed or somebody traded. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, our guys that we just were like, we're okay if he's gone and he's gone. And he, we're, we're down to nobody. We got to come up with the next group here. And that's what can happen with the draft sometimes. And again, especially in a draft without big-time high-end talent to where you can't just sit there and go, oh, okay, we missed him. There's six or seven other guys here that we have needs and that'll fit and whatever else. Um, so, yeah, that threw them a curveball. Yeah. Osiris Torrance, yeah, I loved him at guard. And, you know, there was a – what is it, The Rams, I think, took the kid from TCU at the top of the second at guard. I thought that – I was kind of surprised by that because I would have taken Osiris Torrance. But then the other aspect of this, too, that I like – is the third pick in Dorian Williams. Dorian Williams is ready to play middle linebacker right now. And they, of course, need somebody because of Terrell Edmonds leaving town. 
So that was another guy I looked at, and that's why I put them in this tier here, just to go, wait, they got three guys that can play right yeah. away and help their football team instantaneously. Spoiler alert, you what? do not have the Cowboys as one of your good drafts. Although it wasn't bad, it just con- didn't kill it. To continue that conversation, yeah. I may be getting uh, scooped. They did take Mozzie. Yes, they uh, did. Mozzie Smith yep. out of Michigan, the defensive tackle. And apparently I read somewhere that that was the guy that Micah Parsons texted Dan Quinn. I don't know if that's fake news, but uh, those that's a rumor out there that Micah Parsons was big on getting he was, a guy like yeah, that, well, which they, would make sense. They do. They needed, they needed somebody at that position. They're in a division with the Eagles and the Giants and Washington, who all like to run the football. So you're never wrong going with the biggest fucker in the draft yeah. to lock down the middle of your defense, and that, that was fine there. It was a good pick. Yeah, Mike is like, can you occupy some of these guys around here? And, and then make- they got their tight end in the second round, and Luke Schoenmaker from Michigan, too. So they got two Michigan guys right off the bat, followed by a Texas guy. It was our kind of draft for the Cowboys. We got another team we got to add to the conversation yeah. of good drafts, Tier 3, and that is the Chicago Bears. McGrady Dick says Bears. McGrady have- Dick. <laughs> Wow, that's a good name there. I was just going to keep going. <laughs> well, you know I wasn't. Uh, Bears had one of the best drafts, and no one is talking about it. So you guys should be the first. They had the most one-score games last year, and they added an insane amount of pieces to every single aspect of their team. Ryan Poles has changed the franchise. So the first pick, they took Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee, who was your number one tackle. Yep. Their second pick, they took uh, Gervon Dexter, yes. a defensive tackle out of Florida. Right. So, like, wasn't my favorite guy, but, at, you know, athletic big D tackle, who's like, again, it, this is where he's not my favorite, but he fits what they want to do, which is just shoot the gap, right? This is a little of the 4-3 scheme Seattle, rooted in the Seattle scheme. Yeah. They just want gap shooters. Go through the gap. And that's what he's made for. And then you get into the third round with Tyreek Stevenson, the corner there. Corner out of Miami. Right. Long, physical, right? One of the issues was top-end speed. Oh, okay, great. He's not great at man-to-man. Oh, all right, you're the Bears. They like to play a lot of the press bail and the zone coverages, so he fits there. Zach Pickens, a big five technique defensive tackle. You liked him. I did like him, right? He was one of my one of my uh, honorable mention interior yep. guys, right? And you also liked the running back they got next. Then they got Ro- Roshan Johnson, who, yes, I mean, I he he could be their starting running back. You know, he's he's two twenty. He can he can make people miss. He can run you over. I mean, he's really damn good. You know, so I like that. And then uh, add to it, get a little Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati that'll round out their wide receiver room. Noah Sewell, take a shot at a guy that's got some instincts playing middle linebacker from Oregon. And I like Terrell Smith from Minnesota. I thought he is another guy, a corner, a lot like the guy we just talked to out of Miami, who I honestly think this kid had a little bit better man-to-man skills than the kid from Miami. But, again, the same mold, bigger, can run, will get back, ball skills, all that. So it made sense for how they want to play. That's where I like Chicago's draft. The NFC North has been a little bit of a laughing stock here lately with the Packers running away with the division. The Vikings kind of did it last year. I think it could be one of the toughest divisions in football this it's, year. It's trending in that way. I mean, it's, Minnesota it's, won 13 games that's last right, year. That's right. The Lions are favored to win the division right. this year. The Packers are good. I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff. No. And I and think the, the Lions, Bears would be better. I hear you. I, I'm, you know, I'm, we have some good divisions out there right now. Yeah. So I'm not ready to say they'll be the one. But, but I'm with you in the fact that where people think this is just like a – some bullcrap division. I, I start to go. No, it's 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 changing here, right in front of our eyes. And you know, like you said, the Vikings are really good. And there's a part of me that could sit here and argue and go, 
the Packers and the Lions actually have better rosters than they do. So yeah. that's that's where it's uh, it's intriguing. Yeah, the uh, yeah to your point, there are a lot of good divisions out there. The AFC North is another good division. The Bengals won it last year with twelve wins. You think they had a tier three good draft? Which tier is three a compliment. That's a compliment. Not everyone gets that. Nathan Baverman says Bengals. You got young, fast on defense, allows them to put money towards retaining offense. Think majority of the guys they got could have gone a little higher. My favorite pick was Jordan Battle. So Jordan Battle, a safety out of Alabama, was a third-round pick. Second-round pick, they took your guy, DJ Turner, who was your number 2 corner out of Michigan. that's right. And with their first pick, they took Miles Murphy out of Clemson, who you weren't super high on, but still a a piece they needed. Yeah, a piece they needed. They They need more defense alignment. You know, a little bit of defense alignment for the future there. Miles Murphy, again, yes, he wasn't one of my top edge guys, but I clearly saw that he was an end of the first round, first round type of choice there. You know, but yeah, and also a guy, D end, you know, has enough strength on third downs or passing situations. He plays the tackle too. So that's where I love that. Like you're getting a guy that's going to play and be a good player right away. He's got a high floor. I never loved the ceiling, I think, with Miles Murphy. That was probably part of my reason of not having him as a top five guy. DJ Turner, come on. Come on. I mean, they're secondary. Him, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor Britt. Cam Taylor Britt was one of the fastest corners in last year's draft. Now you got the fastest corner in this draft to go along with Chidobia Wuze's coming back. You do you still got Eli Apple there, Mike Hilton there, right? The safeties and Jordan Battle's a good all-around free safety type and do that. So, you know, that's where I love that. And then, you know, Charlie Jones, good receiver to go along with it. And, you know, not special, but a good guy, that fourth, fifth type of receiver. But got Chase Brown, too. They needed yep. a running back. Chase Brown can play and help them out right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number two guy behind Joe Mixon come week two or three in the NFL. And that was a very key part of the team last year, the number two guy behind Joe yes, Mixon. It was. It was P. Ryan last right. year. Yeah, Chase Brown out of Illinois, Charlie Jones out of Purdue, that wide receiver. Had a big year for Purdue. Yes, he, he did. Aiden O'Connell hooked uh, up quite a bit. Throwing the ball all over the place with uh, Jeff Brom as the head coach. Uh, how is it going to be with the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson? Who's his favorite target going to be? Oh, we just are speculating. Uh, speculating. Specula- Facilitating, <laughs> you're hanging out with me too much, man. <laughs> uh, DJ Mo Stash says Colts exclamation point as the best team in the draft or had a great draft. Uh, what have they lacked? Freaks with crazy upside at key positions addressed that everyone and hopefully I have the coaching staff to maximize their talents. I think I may have butchered his uh, thing there too. I'm, I'm going down you're a spiral. Fire. Of, you're on uh, fire here. I'm, I'm falling off a cliff here, so I'll have to stop talking. <laughs> You've had a long weekend. It's been a long weekend. I was in Miami just literally tw- like twelve, 12 hours, hours ago. ago. Yes, yes, I know. You were stuck in the airport. It sounded like it's for all the every. Part of it's like the airline thing. Like, it's not getting any better. Like, what's happening? Although it was raining here in New York, it was pouring for the like, entire for weekend. For twenty, like forty-eight hours straight, it rained here in New I'll York. Give, I'll give. There's the a airlines. new lake in my backyard. It wasn't there. <laughs> it's there now. I'll give the airlines a pass on this one. All right. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, yeah. Colts, go. I mean, one, the Colts was like, what are they going to do at quarterback, right? What what was their vision? So that, you know, and, okay, so now we know. And we know they're going to go the Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles type of offense here. I love that, sure. And to me, what I also love is Anthony Richardson with this team, that head coach and Shane Steichen, yeah, they're going to be able to do things the right way around him. And as we said on the on the live podcast Thursday night, he has to play this second right now. And he, this is one team he can go in and they go, here you go. 
Here's OTAs. You start. You're the starter. Just go. Quarterback power right. Quarterback power left. Hey, max it up. Throw a 70-yard bomb down the middle. Here's a screen. Hand it to Jonathan Taylor. Quarterback power right. Throw an 80-yard bomb. Here's a screen. That's all they got to do. So that, that's where I like it. And it's the perfect spot for him to grow. It's like we talked about with Trey Lance and the other years. Like This is a – the biggest – issue with him is lack of reps so to fix that is not by sitting him on the bench to get more lack of reps we got to get him playing the cool thing about that is it makes the indianapolis colts one of the more boring teams to watch like kind of must see now right exactly yeah you're like no i gotta see this big freak michael parsons playing quarterback with a shotgun for a right arm holy crap we gotta see this all right so so what about what else they did yeah julius brents again not one of my favorite corners here kansas state this is where i always keep open mind Again, this is Gus Bradley. He invented Seattle three. The Julius Brents is that's who he is. He my my pro comparison was Richard Sherman. You know, he's he is a really long, tall, you know, big strider type of corner. That's what they like there. That's what he likes as far as Gus Bradley. Josh Downs, they need a slot receiver. Now they got that. Downs is your jitterbug type to work the middle of the football field. Also that weapon type to go, you know, to accompany the Anthony Richardson offense, speed sweeps, reverses, all that, right? Mm -hmm. So that works. Blake Freeland was one of my under-the-radar favorite tackles in the draft. He's a guy to me, it reminded me a lot of like Braden Smith. You know, a tall you know, longer type of detac- uh, offensive tackle where you go, ooh, can he really, you know, anchor down against power rushers? Yes, he can. And then they got one of the freaks of the combine. What's his name? Adetamawa Adabuare. Adetamawa Adabuare. All right, that was a good try by me. I just copied Pete in my ear. Yeah, <laughs> Pete's got it down right No, now. he does. We'll he just does. call Pete out of the back room and whenever we have to talk about him. But yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the tackle, guy. the defensive uh tackle edge guy out of Northwestern right exactly and he fits them right again this is a team that we talked about it's you know it's one gap it's fly off the edge or hey we got you a tackle this play just shoot through there cross chaos so he's perfect for that let alone again they had a lot of picks in the draft and can add to some depth on their football team but those first five picks uh yeah I'm a big fan of what Chris Ballard and the, the Colts did Hal Bundy wants to give some love to the Raiders. Hal, up, Hal? Bundy. Hal Bundy. Elite like names. It. Elite names today from the homies. Uh, Raiders only because they were so conservative that they won't have uh, they won't have their usual bust. So I guess uh, he thinks they got value. <laughs> He's hating on them while loving them at it the was, same time. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, low ceiling, high floor guys. I guess according to Hal Bundy, but they got a guy in Tyree Wilson with their first pick, who fell more than I thought he was going to fall out of Texas Tech, who you love. This is, they wanted this. And trust me, this is, the best, this is the top pass rusher on their board. Definitely. You know? So, this is amazing. If you, let, if you read Peter King's Football Morning in America, they, their whole thing leading up to the draft was, we want three quarterbacks to go off the board in the top five. Because then they knew one of the defensive players they wanted were going to be, one of them was going to yeah. be on the board for them. Right? So there they go. Witherspoon, Carter, or yeah. Wilson. Or Wilson. And uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's it. Yes, I think. They didn't say the top four, but I'm assuming that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so to get Tyree Wilson there, that's awesome. And again, I think he's high floor, high ceiling. I mean, this ain't, this ain't Clayton Farrell, okay, at Hal Bundy. This guy, like, can lead the NFL in sacks. You could have the best pass rushing duo in football with him and Max Crosby. Let alone it doesn't have to happen right now. He can learn from Chandler Jones. That's where it's great. 
Michael Mayer in the second round? I mean, again, this is where I like the draft. Like, Tyree Wilson comes in. He's going to be a difference maker for their football team. Michael Mayer is going to start a tight end right away from them. And then we know they know how to use a tight end there with Josh McDaniels coming from New England. And to make that move to get him, like we talked about a few minutes ago, those tight ends, were they were going to start going on a run here. Yeah, so, Laporta just went off the board. Right, the so they knew they had to get up there because there were some teams there, I think, in the mid-30s and low-40s that they knew were going to take Michael Mayer. Byron Young, big D tackle in the middle, Got some value as a rusher inside, can improve in some of the run game stuff, but he's an Alabama D tackle. He's, he's big and he's athletic. So you get that to get one of the faster corners in the draft and Ja'Korian Bennett, who I really liked, out of Maryland. I liked Aiden O'Connell as a good backup, prototypical pocket-passing quarterback. And then one of my sneaky, under-the-radar man crushes in Christopher Smith out of Georgia. Hmm. Christopher Smith out of Georgia. Safety. Safety. A little bit crazy the way I like him. Yep. Comes downhill, flies, no regard for his body. Is he a free safety? Is a nickel? Their only issue with the guy was like his top end speed wasn't like crazy good, right? But everything else was like, oh man, this guy is a hell of a football player. So I love that pick too. And that's where, you know, I give the Raiders a, a tier three grade. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Tier three grade for the Raiders, which is a compliment because your favorite team of all time, the New York Giants, also in tier three. Yes. They are uh, one of the teams that you think had a good draft, maybe not the best draft. And Phil Moore in three chimes in with this. First three picks matched up with three of their biggest needs, corner, center, wide receiver, solid running back. That's right. Pass-catching ability in the fifth, sixth-round athletic DB with speed, hard hitter who can make an impact on special teams and or transition to safety, seventh-round defensive line with size and strength. Well done, Phil Morin. You don't need to talk about it at this point. Um, <laughs> Way to go, Phil Morin. But uh, Deontay Banks, the corner out of Maryland, their first pick. Yep. And then the center out of Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz. And then a wide receiver you liked as well with their third-round pick, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Yeah, and a good running back in Aaron Gray in the fifth round. Yeah. So it was it was good all around. But, yeah, I look at those top three again, and that's where you can tell I'm a little bit into the value of this, this draft a little. It's just because I go a little bit off of you know guys that can contribute right now too. Banks. Banks is really damn good. Like, Banks, I'm going to say, I'm one of those guys that, have, like, you know, I, I didn't reorder any of my rankings really this year. I think I said this to you on Thursday night. If I had to reorder my DB rankings, the more I went on, you know, 
I probably would have put Banks in front of Christian Gonzalez. I liked him more than Gonzalez the more I kept going. And even when I read back my notes preparing for the draft, I was like, my notes read better that I like Deontay Banks better. He's an island, bring it on type of corner. Just what Wink Martindale wants, just like we talked about. So that's awesome. John Michael Schmitz was my favorite center in the draft. I think he starts with him right away. I mean, he's athletic, stout. He has everything. And then, you know, for a team that uh, got some good receivers, we needed that somebody that could bring a wow or a big play. That's where Jalen Hyatt will come in. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you're worried about Darren Waller. You're worried about the run game with Saquon. You're worried about Daniel, you know, Jan- Daniel Jones and quarterback, you know, uh, read option and quarterback design runs. Oh, no, wait, we're all creeped up at the line of scrimmage. There goes Jalen Hyatt over the top on a 50-yard bomb, right? So they needed that element of their football team. That's where he's going to fit great. And then Eric Gray is really damn good. He's going to be a nice compliment to Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, I, overall, I, I like the Giants draft. Yeah, in that division with uh, Philly, the Cowboys, and Washington, in case you forgot who's in the NFC East out there. Um, have they have they done anything this offseason to put them ahead of Dallas? We know they're behind Philly. I'm not going to – I don't think they're there as far as in Dallas territory yet. You know, yeah, of course they're behind Philly. They, they've closed, I think, the gap a little bit between Dallas, but I still think as a total I'd probably still give Dallas's roster – you know, the advantage there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I think everything in New York with the Giants is going up and up and in the right direction. Wasn't long ago that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were competing for Super Bowls. Yo, ho, yo, ho. And Tom Brady got a bunch of toothless guys on that roster, and so that's going to put them in Tier 3 on that alone. <laughs> I love it, right? Lockdown <laughs> Corner says for best draft, he goes Eagles for obvious reasons, but... Going to go with Bucks. otherwise. Sneakily address positions they needed to retool and be ready to take that real leap uh, the year after next. So the long-term plan for them, they got Kalijah Kansi, the Aaron Donald clone is what they're hoping for out of Pittsburgh. Their first-round pick, Cody Mock with their second-round pick. Yaya Diabe out of Louisville who yeah. went to the Combine, the edge guy, and freak, just was freak like show. great testing numbers. Exactly. Uh, and so they got some interesting players at the top. They did. They they really did. They got, you know, Payne Durham was a good blocking tight end in the fifth round. Um, but, yeah, the, the Kalaja can't see. I love that pairing. You know, and, again, then, you know, they've kind of gone the route of, like, bigger people on the inside the last two years, right? Like last year it was Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks on the inside. This is where it was a little surprising to me that they went this route because I didn't know if the smaller, you know, Tasmanian devil type would be their kind of guy. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think they probably looked like, hey, we need a guy that can then, like what you just said, can cause some disruption. Be Aaron Donald. We can't always just be like, oh, we're holding our line here and not letting you move us in the double team. So that's where I love it. And, man, you put him with Vita Vey and Shaq Barrett and, you know, Tryon Shanko, that's a pretty damn good front four. Um, Cody Mock is, yeah, one of my favorite interior linemen. I think he's going to be a guard in the NFL, right? And then, yes, his lack of front teeth with uh, Jensen at center is, is going to be a sight to see there. Yaya Diaby is, you know, again, that kind of guy you take in the third round if you're going, wait, we need an outside linebacker, right? You know, a lot of the good ones are off the board. Who's the one that we think can really become something? He's got some of the tools to go, oh, like a Shaq Barrett did. He got drafted in the mid-rounds. What? He's one of the better pass rushers in football? That, that's why you take a chance on Diaby, right? So, yeah, overall, I, I, I did like uh, those first three picks. And even the Servakia De- Dennis, I don't know if I'm saying his first name, Sir, uh, either way, 
you know, athletic. Servochea. Servochea, is that how you say it? I'm not sure either. Really small, almost like a safety. He's almost like Keanu O'Neal, and I think that's probably what they're going to use him as. Like that big safety, small linebacker type of guy. I could see them using him like that. Um, But, yeah, good job by the Bucks. Servassier. Servassier? Isn't that an alcohol? Yeah. Isn't that a drink? Cavassier. Oh, Cavassier. Ooh, what a great name. That is. Servassier Dennis. Servassier Dennis out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Linebacker going to the Bucks. Does he have all his teeth? Uh, I hope not. not. Probably not. <laughs> if he hoping. wants to fit in. <laughs> yeah. Locker room culture. All right, so You're if you funny. did not hear your team, yeah. your team had a bad draft. It was terrible. It was <laughs> not funny. very good at all because that closes the book on all the tiers for the, the teams that stuck out to Chris. Uh, we're going to throw one more team at you. Okay. What about the Cardinals? Well, Maybe here. Hold on. Yeah. Jamie Escobedo 7 says, although they had an average draft this year, the Cardinals managed to load up draft capital for next year with two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and three third-round picks and only the first two days of the draft yeah no that was big time moves you know yeah it might not show on the field this year but Monty Austinfort being New England again this is where this is why you hire these New England GMs they have a process they're well thought out you know and I like what the Raiders did and of course how can you argue with what Nick Casario did with the Texans right you know, I know I wasn't a Will Anderson guy, but a lot of people were, and I'm that was a great job. But here was my point with Arizona. In a year where they went, yeah, we got a lot of holes. They addressed some of them, but they went, you know what? Let's kick some of this down the road next year to where the draft is supposed to be very talented next year instead of getting all these picks this year in this below-average draft mm-hmm. or the draft that most people would say was like the worst draft there there's been in 10 years mm-hmm. as far as talent. And they go, oh, next year the draft's supposed to be good, and we got six picks in the first three rounds. So we're set up. I do love that, you know. And I like Paris Johnson Jr., and I like B.J. Ojolari, who they got in the second round. He's got some really good bend. Garrett Williams, a little nickel corner there that they needed. And then even Michael Wilson, who was my number four receiver in the round three. You know, he's got an injury history, but, man, if he could stay healthy, Michael Wilson could be a big-time football player. And then I like Clayton Toon. At linebacker, I mean, at quarterback, quarterback. excuse me. Yep. He was one of my you know, honorable mentions. And then they got one of my honorable mention linebackers in Owen Pepo, who ran 4.39 at 230-something pounds. Yeah. So, you know, th- there, was, there was some good things from Arizona in the draft. You know what I'm going to do? And I didn't, even, I didn't even run this by you. Yeah. They're in Tier 3 Yeah, now. you know what? I'm well, putting listen, them in Tier 3. I put them on my thing. <laughs> you did? On my list yeah. of teams that I had on my tiers. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I didn't say it to Pete today, so they were kind of there. So okay. good job by uh, good. you know our listeners here and at Jamie Escobedo seven. We should them do, up. we should do this every year. Like I can just throw any random team or player on one of your lists like, every couple <laughs> weeks. It's just like, why did you have this guy your number two tight end? Well, I did, and Ahmed did, and he used his <laughs> wild card on him. And he's in there now. Uh, so let's take a look at how the homies did. All right. Because we had the homies, can you correctly predict the first 10 picks? And no one was able to do that. Nope. Uh, we did have someone pick the first five. Right. Congrats to Donica Riley. Donica Riley. And Chris, you were going to send Donica Riley $500. $500 for getting the first five. That's right. Now, you made that you made that proclamation when you were on the couch. Yeah. And it was early on in the draft. Right. And a little tipsy, a little smoky. I was like, is this, guys, is this binding? Is this legally binding? It's binding. 
Yep, we're Donica, going with it. It's legally binding. Yep, um, Donica, so, we'll get your information. I'm going to FedEx that out to you this week. So we have a couple of uh, graphics here to show how how you guys did. So all right, let's see what we're what we're seeing here. Everyone, basically, good job, homies. You you watched the news and you knew that Bryce Young was going to be the number one pick. Ninety six percent of you picked him to be the number one pick. Only fourteen percent picked C.J. Stroud to be number two. So we wow. lost a lot of you homies there. Yep. And then only 3% picked Will Anderson. Not, now, Pete, that's not – that's of the – oh, I see. Oh, Pete, great job with this. So this is how many people we had left. So we had 52 people had the first three correct. Right. I mean, congratulations to you 52 people because I was out. I didn't have C.J. Stroud going number no, two. No, I didn't either. Will Anderson, three. And then Anthony Richardson, four. So 20 of you are still there. And then Devin Witherspoon had uh, one left – which was uh, Donica, uh, got the first five correct. So, Way to go. Well done. Really well done. That I was... got one and three, yeah. but not to the right team. All those guys. I thought that, the Cardinals yeah. were taking Will Anderson, yeah. not Houston. Yeah, the, <laughs> all, all ten of the guys who went, you know, one through ten, I had them going at some point in the draft. Right. So it's like I oh. feel like I was 100% oh, there. Oh, wow, good. You had the top ten players going at some point in the draft. Good <laughs> by you. Way to go. Honorable <laughs> mentions here to homies Andrew Mag- McGowan, Andrew McGowan, Honorable mention to Andrew McGowan and Lucas Robel, the only homies to get six picks correct. So they got six within, not necessarily in the right order. Yeah, but, but they got six out of the ten. Yes. Oh, they got six perfect, but not in oh, order. Oh, gotcha. Not in order. Gotcha. Okay. Well, well, well st- done by them either. And well, we're, well, we're going to send them some swag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pete's going to get a T-shirt. I'm going to get my wife. In the, yeah, in the sweatshop, and then uh, Matt Casey will send it out, actually. <laughs> yeah, sure, it will. Sure. Uh, and by the way, so here we go. I'm, I'm reading this for the first time. A victory lap for you. So oh, this thank is good. you. we got to get this into the pod. Uh, for Chris's two big predictions of the draft hit, he said B. John Robinson will go top 10. That thank was you. right. That happened. I, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't even feel like that, that was that bold, but I, I think it was somewhat bold. I don't know if anybody really felt like the running back would definitely go top 10. Yeah, I almost had two of them. Right. And then you said that Jackson Smith and Jigba will fall out of the top 15. There you go. And that happened as well. That happened. Not far out of the top 15, or not far past the top no. 15. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think you looked at a lot of mock drafts. A lot of people had them 11 and 12 and 13 and things like that where, yeah, I, I wasn't sure that would happen. Um, but he landed in just the right spot at pick 20 to the Seattle Seahawks. And your mock draft included 26 of the 31 players who went in round one, the ones who didn't. You had Levis, Hendon Hooker, uh, Mayer, Mayer, DJ Turner, and then uh, Schmitz. John John Michael Michael Schmitz Schmitz did not go. So 26 out of 31 is very good, though. That's not bad, not bad. The quarterback thing's got me for sure. You know, uh, I thought somebody might jump in on Michael Mayer. And, you know, D.J. Turner was the one I'm far off by. But D.J. Turner, I know. That's a Chris Sims special right there. It is. It's, it's, I know he's my, my cup yeah. of tea. He's the guy I love. And he ended up going in the third to the Bengals. Who else had 26 of 31, Pete? Mel Kuyper had 26. So you tied the oh, okay. GOAT of drafts. Wow. Mel that's, that's, that's rare territory right there. I'll take it. Uh, all right. Well done. Hey, we did it. We did it. Way to go. We did it again. Boom. We did it. Every time. I hope everybody enjoyed the draft process this year. I thought it was fun. I mean, really, I thought mon- Thursday night round one might have been the greatest round one I've ever watched on TV. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I mean, we had a blast watching Because we were there to watch it with we you. We were. We were laughing. We had a great time. 
Everybody, you know where to find us. Send in you know, more questions. We'll continue to break down the draft teams, everything as we go along here. We're not too far from the Chris Sims Top 40, all right? Oof. you know. And we'll be back here Wednesday. Ahmed, you'll be here Wednesday, or are you out of here I'm Wednesday? I'll be in Louisville, He's going Kentucky. to Louisville, Kentucky. He's bourbon and hanging yeah. out with all the big-time horse people this week. So watch Ahmed on Peacock or NBC yep. on Saturday. Yep. I'll be watched there. Noon on Saturday. Noon on Saturday. Starting on NBC. BC. I'll be watching most mostly all day. Yeah, just put it that on the first in the hour or two. I'll be in and out, but then as it gets to around two thirty, three o'clock, like the Sims family starts to settle in and watch pretty regularly. So this is the first year that I'll be at the desk wow. on NBC. Whoa! Because we we're doing the whole thing on NBC on Saturday, noon to seven thirty. So when do you get kicked off the desk for Tariq? Three o'clock. <laughs> Mike comes <laughs> right in when there I and tune goes, in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he goes. You've had your time. <laughs> They're gonna go. Well, call in the righty. We gotta. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have something else you can do, Ahmed? <laughs> I was like, no, no. Really? My flight doesn't leave until tomorrow. Oh, man. I wish we could, like, film the send-off, like when he makes you get out of the seat and he gets yeah, in. we might be able to do that and have our that. researcher take for, a video uh, of that. That would be good for Monday's podcast, if you don't mind. Uh, so I'll be there, but Connor will be here on Wednesday. Okay, I'm cool. interested to hear what Connor thinks about yeah, me too. how this draft went. Definitely. I really am. And Connor, what his thoughts are about 2024 already. I'm sure he's already, <laughs> he's already digging on it. in, I'm sure. No, no doubt about that. Yeah, we'll be glad to have Connor on Wednesday. We'll break down more things NFL, draft-related. Send in the questions. You know where to find us. Anything you want to talk about Ahmed you the man thanks for driving the ship mm-hmm. as always there's a really cute red sweatshirt Thank you have you. on today subscribe <laughs> rate review all right peace yeah. out homies we'll see you Wednesday clap it up, clap it up. first time you ever said cute about my clothes yeah. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.